0: Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse Nelson. What's the haps, Joseph? This, uh, this episode will come out roughly... Like mid-July. Someone, one of my colleagues, a marketing guy, sent to his list an email yesterday, and the subject was, um, it's only six months till 2020. And I was just like, don't tell me that. i <laughs> just unsubscribe. I don't want to hear that right that now. That hurts. I know.
1: Kick you in the shin for saying it. <laughs> he did.
0: He just kicked me in the shin. Yeah. Um, you
1: wouldn't hear that because we're on our new microphones. That's right. Thank Still you, Patreon. Still super excited.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Patreon. Seriously, Some Patreon guys,
1: like it's so much fun, and we really appreciate all your yeah. support. And it's.
0: Uh, we're probably actually going to do. We're going to try a little something special. Um, in fact, I'm just going to say this right now. I'm going to have this up by the time the show is up. So we we upgraded this microphone set, and the microphone. Microphones, two microphones, the cables, the stands, um this all costs with tax close to three hundred dollars. Um they're like really, really it's the best microphones that you can get. Oh, bumped it. <laughs> moved it
1: around so I could slouch in the chair. Might,
0: might not have heard. Um might but not this have is heard like that. this is like the industry standard for microphones for talking into. Yeah. Um apparently. And what we want to get next is a different like processing unit to plug the microphones into. And then that would plug into the computer and we'd have a really <laughs> good recording setup. Um, so that's going to cost us like close to $400 for that thing alone. And that's so,
1: like a big piece of equipment. It I is. I mean, it's, it's a
0: solid. And this like, has this equipment is, is come kind of at the recommendation of our friends over at coffee's done. So what I'm going to do, <laughs> cause I thought this would just be fun. Like if, if we, I mean, we don't have a huge amount of Patreons, um, our patrons are awesome, but we don't have a huge amount. We want some so more. It would take us it would take us a while to get to that point. So what I'm actually going to do is set up one tier for, specifically for this piece of equipment. Uh, this also, interestingly enough, coincides with my birthday. So if you feel so, so inclined and would love to just jump in and support what we're doing and literally buy our new processing yep. equipment... You can do that on the Patreon. Uh, we will also name you in every episode for the rest of the year. Wait, what did we, what did we title it? What do you mean? The, what we're naming the person who, who buys us this new piece of equipment.
1: Oh, yeah, our Sound Master General. Oh, yeah, a
0: Sound Master. You will be named Sound Master General in every episode for the rest of the year. So yep. we're going to put that up. Uh, no, no. That uh, is till
1: the end of 2019?
0: Yeah, till the end of 2019. Yeah, end of 2019. <laughs> That's
1: right. Um, Yikes. So like five months or so.
0: Yeah, yeah. A- assuming you do we'll it, we'll give right you a away. shout out. We'll yeah. promote well, like, your
1: business. We'll this is this talk is... about your family, whatever. You can send us photos, and yeah. we'll we'll draw <laughs> mustaches on them and post them up on our Patreon. <laughs> uh, it would give us a lot of fun hooks to talk about you yeah. every week.
0: Uh, this is uh, like no pressure or anything. This feels like a, a stretch to ask, but also like doesn't. Matter I mean, to if ask. I can be honest about
1: something, if I'm yeah. honest to the listeners right now, Joseph had a real kind of excited little bright light sparkle in his eye when he was like I'm going to make a Patreon that only does this <laughs> and it's going to work <laughs> I, I always I always I, applaud I always have your, a, you have kind of unique ways of marketing that aren't uh, wrong at all and, I, and it's always worth trying I'm, but I, I filled, think it would I'm be so much help. fun and I think yeah. that there's people out there with that
0: and 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 like once one person does this level we're going to close it down it's just one thing and I'll, you know, I'll even add equipment this to do the show. I'll
1: even add this that I will send you a bag of coffee for six months one bag a month for six months there you go no charge. Just
0: because. Um, so, who wants to be Sound Master General?
1: Sound Master General. Anyways. Make business cards, even?
0: Uh, CoffeeLoversRadio.com. Click on the Patreon link. So, we're in the middle of the year here. It's, like I said, um, just about my birthday. And also, this happens to be, we've mentioned this before, it's been about five years since we started recording. Also been five years since I went to Thailand. And Facebook has been reminding me of this quite frequently lately. Because, you know, it's like, five years ago today, you were on this beach. Chilling. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, thanks. Yeah. Facebook. Mine's like, nine years
1: ago, <laughs> <laughs> you were hanging out in Sicily with sheep. Right.
0: Uh, but it reminds me of one of my favorite coffee tales. So I thought I would reshare that with you today.
1: Coffee tales. Ooh.
0: <laughs> can you record that so we can have a little segment called coffee tales? And then you, can do a little, you do a little ditty on your guitar. Ta-deen-a-doo. Thank you. <laughs> so, this takes place uh, actually just about exactly five years ago, um, right around this time. Perhaps right about when this episode came out. When I when I went to Thailand, I spent some time in Bangkok. And then I went down to the islands. So, that's... Like, I was down the islands, and that's where I'm getting the beach photos now. And then after that, uh, I went up north. I went to go stay in Chiang Mai for a couple of months. Uh, and... Coffee in Thailand is actually, it's actually come along quite, quite, a, quite a ways. I spent uh, quite a bit of time exploring around Bangkok and getting, getting in touch with contacts, like kind of learning the uh, sort of local coffee scene culture, which was very new in the terms of uh, specialty coffee. I got connected with the uh, Thai barista champion um, at the time. I haven't really kept up on, on who's been doing that, but ever since like in the past five years, the the specialty coffee scene has kind of really bloomed well in Thailand. They have a really huge challenge with this because, um, coffee, most of the coffee, like everywhere in the world is an imported product. So while they do grow coffee in Thailand, it's not amazing coffee that they grow, one of the challenges in Thailand is the coffee... Most of the good coffee has to be imported. Because while they grow coffee in Thailand, it's not amazing. Uh, and even if it is processed well, it's like the really best processed Thai coffee is decent, but not like what you can get from other places in the world. Right. So in order to run a specialty coffee company in Thailand, you have to import. And import like taxes for doing that in thailand it's like a hundred percent so to buy a specialty coffee in bangkok costs the same pretty much as it does in seattle right but everything else that you buy locally in thailand is like seven times less so i can get a meal for a dollar otherwise known as one seventh i got to i've got to pay
1: that's that's how antigua was in guatemala too i mean Mm. i I spent 350 on a yeah, you know, it was
0: like seven or eight kits always. I think. Yeah, so. it's like five bucks for yeah. five, eight dollars for a latte for, in Thailand. Yeah, but a dollar for you know a meal, um, or if you go into a restaurant, you know, two or three dollars. But still, uh, point is, so they have, the, they coffee's have those expensive. challenges. Good yeah. coffee is expensive. Um, but you're all this. You're on a train still. So, well, hold on. I'm not to the train yet. I'm just setting the stage. Oh, I thought you were still coffee. on the train. Just like exploring just what coffee is like in Thailand. Um, and I did have some really enjoyable coffee. Part of the reason I was going up to Chiang Mai aside from just exploring and kind of living in the country, uh, was to meet up with a couple, um, coffee farmers. Uh, one is a local Thai coffee farmer, um, who owns Akama, which is, uh, well known in Chiang Mai. They have, uh, a few cafes. And we did an episode on that. Yeah, we did. So they're the ones, uh, the episode we did with them was, uh, I brought back their was, tea and their honey. That was episode seven. So um, that's right. <laughs> like I said, five years ago. October, so,
1: yeah, it came out in October. I
0: got from them honey that is from the coffee plants and tea from the flowers from those yep. coffee plants and the coffee from those coffee plants. We I remember did tasting that. with them. I found some of that honey the other day. Like, I still have three bottles. Oh, wow. I use it only sparingly. So uh, uh, just to touch on that, what we, what we discovered tasting those three things. Cause I remember there was like a particular flavor note that was in all of them. Oh yeah. Like absolutely. you could connect the dots it was amazing. between all three. It was amazing. remarkable. The yeah.
1: most remarkable was the coffee blossom. Cause it was lightly toasted to make yeah. tea out of mm. and preserve it. Um, yeah. The coffee blossom tea and the honey blew me away. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's always interesting. I love finding those parallels in coffee when you use it to cook and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you have a cup of coffee alongside it's like, mm. wow, no, those grounds actually did affect the flavor.
0: I was also told by the farmer, um, Lee Ayuchupa, uh, that you can eat, um, the leaves of the plant as well. And you get a similar, like connected the You to can eat experience. coffee leaves? Yeah, so he'll take like the what he says he takes the top leaves. So presumably, when he trims the plants, he'll take like the the fresh top leaves from the plants, and he puts them in salad. Maybe the little ones. He says they're like like citrusy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would expect them to be really bitter.
0: Maybe maybe let us
1: know about that if you've eaten coffee leaves.
0: Oh yeah. Interesting. Share. (laughs) So uh, and the other the other person I was going up to meet um, was actually from Colorado. Uh, was a gentleman who retired, retired in Thailand, but he bought a coffee farm and was working on uh, improving the processing of Thai coffee. Okay, so let me get to the point. So I'm heading up north, and I'm taking a train. Now, I've had the best coffee that Thailand has to offer, so I know what coffee can taste like, but I'm also aware that most of the coffee in Thailand, at least at the time and probably still, is just, well, to be honest, garbage. Like it... Just does not taste pleasant at all. Uh, you you gotta like you go to a, a a chain like a coffee chain. You get a coffee that's loaded with sugar, yeah, um, because it's the only way to really drink it. Um, so I'm taking this train north, and it's it's an overnight train. Like it's like a 15 hour train ride. You get on it in the evening, you know, spend the night, and I get up really early in the morning, like shortly after dawn. Uh, which being around the equator was like seven thirty in the morning, um, like in the middle of summer. It's not like here where it gets sunny starting at like four twenty or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it, that that was another just a side part. That was a really interesting experience when you're around the equator. The the sunset and sunrise is really fast. Well, that's
1: what coffee needs, right? It needs that night and day, like the equal balance in the,
0: yeah. in the temperature. Training. Interesting. Part of I've thought of it, it that way, and yeah. elevation, water. water, water. Um, so I'm sitting on the train. It's like relatively early morning. Not many people are up. I go to the diner car, uh, and the diner like these trains. They're smaller than like the Amtrak trains here, and it's really like a tin can. Like it feels like you're sitting in a tin can. The diner car, especially, is just all the windows are open, um, and you're just rattling around down the track. And you you know you kind of take your rickety seat and just kind of go along with the ride. Right. Uh, I get some uh, jock. For breakfast, which is Thai congee, Um, one of my favorite meals there. And I'm just like really enjoying the freedom of being kind of in the middle of nowhere on my own. Uh, The train is rolling through a Thai jungle. I can see mountains in the distance, like into the foothills of, uh, of the Himalayas. And it's just, it's such a freeing, pleasant experience to be sitting there in just a completely different reality than what I had been. Uh, And being that I enjoy coffee, I'd been avoiding the coffee because I knew it was going to be garbage. But I said, you know what? I'm not going to have this many opportunities to sit on a Thai train going north at 730 in the morning in a jungle and enjoy a cup of coffee. So I'm just going to get a cup of coffee. And I got the coffee and, you know, dumped some sugar in it and just sat there and drank it. And oh, my goodness, it was one of the most satisfying cups of coffee in my life. That
1: moment. Yeah. And we talk about that so often on the show but and, and the rest of our lives. But the uh, it's it's the moment when you get that
0: coffee. Yeah. It
1: rarely has to do with the cup of coffee yeah. itself.
0: I, I think it's important to remind ourselves of that too because especially on the show and like in my own work and everything, we do get into like the nitty gritty of crafting like a really good yeah. cup of coffee. But the stage that is set upon which you enjoy that coffee, is just as, if not, perhaps more important. Right.
1: Well, I'm going to propose a new segment. Oh, yeah? And that's like our favorite places to enjoy coffee. And it would be really cool if we had some listeners want to uh, send us a little note and talk about their favorite places and their favorite coffee routines.
0: Yeah, rituals, um, rituals are good. I have actually, uh, it's interesting you say this, I literally have started this segment for the next issue of the magazine, Coffee Rituals. Where um, I'm just gonna try to, I and I'll your actually web- I'll talk with you about this, and so I can reveal your
1: episodes, <laughs> I'll or ta- your issues before. <laughs>
0: well, that, That's funny you say that because it's not anywhere except on my computer. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get you in on this as well. But it's just like a short segment where. It just shares, like, the, the core of the not have does I love asking that on the
1: tour yeah. when we move to the roasting and green coffee side, and then we go back to brewing coffee, yeah. and I'm just about to get them super caffeinated. I ask where they, you yeah. know, how, how they make their coffee at home and how they enjoy it.
0: And I think this is a really important thing, too, because the one thing that is, like, I look at that story, and while it's an amazing story, it lacks other people um, in that moment. Like, it really was, like, a personal about-me experience. But yeah. coffee, a lot of the times, is about other people.
1: It's so much. And I feel like I have different stories, right? Yeah. So when I think about, like, some of the best cups of coffee, like, top three cups of coffee I've ever had, mm-hmm. they're very personal experiences. There's some other characters that might be there, yeah. part of making the scene. But it's very much a personal experience. Versus some of the most amazing times at, like, coffee yeah. shops. I could say you know, before you... Questions.
0: Before you dive into your story, because I have, like, just another Thai I think we should just save my
1: stories for another episode.
0: No, we shouldn't. We should get into yours. But, because I'm not going to tell this story very long. But, um, because this is, like, this is, is, uh, (laughs) (laughs) so as a comparison, the group sense, one of the other best cups of coffee I've had in my life was a 90-plus geisha that I brought back to Thailand from Melbourne. And I brewed in a hostel iced as an Americano and just shared it with a whole bunch of people. Because everyone there had never had coffee that was even remotely like that. Right. That was outstanding. 90 plus brand yeah. coffee. Yeah. That, that tasted like honey. Yeah. Like, like it tasted like this.
1: With maple liqueur.
0: Except a, a little less little less intensely rich. But you know, because it was coffee with nothing added to it. But still. It had that mm. that smooth sweetness
1: Remember that Yemen, mm. when we made the cold brew out of it, and it tasted like booze?
0: Oh, yeah, bourbon. Yeah. Oof.
1: That's a little dangle from an upcoming episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so let me continue. So, uh, obviously, that that coffee experience on the train was really concise. It was literally about sitting there in the dining car of this rickety tin can train yeah, you know, you know, hurtling down. It probably wasn't going that fast, maybe like 40, 50 miles an hour or whatever. Hurtling um, it felt like because it was like rocking all over the place and it's super loud. Yeah. Um, but there's the jungle there in the mountains, uh, and so I get to Chiang Mai eventually. So, um, I mentioned uh, Lee Ayochupo's, the owner farmer of uh, Akaema The other fella I met who is from Colorado, Ray Berger, owns Thai High Coffee Company. Okay. And he bought a farm up there and was really getting into evolving the processing of Thai coffee to bring it to a specialty grade. Um, and he took me up into the mountains north of Chiang Mai, uh, to one of his farms. Um, this was a really fun experience, uh, just like literally driving on back roads through mountains. Right. We actually almost got stuck at one point, um, cause the roads were so muddy, uh, like just bouncing up in like a steep hill getting stuck. And I don't know, it was kind of wild. If, if I wasn't having such a good time, I probably would have been like really scary cause <laughs> it was like late afternoon and a storm was coming in and we were kind of in the middle of nowhere <laughs> in his pickup truck trying to get out of the mountains. Especially if you don't really know where you are. Right. Um, I have, I'll, I'll put some of the pictures actually from his farm in the extended show notes for here uh, for this episode. Uh, Cause that really was, that was the first time I actually walked through a coffee farm, uh, you know, and like could touch and smell like coffee trees growing. And he was doing a lot of experimentation like between like trees that were like shade grown, um, uh, surrounded by, uh, I, I can't remember what he referred to the plants as, but just surrounded by other plant life. And then trees um, not surrounded by other plant life, just in right. areas where they're just grown by themselves. Uh, his experience with that was the trees that were shade grown around other plant life just grew so much faster yeah. and richer Biodiversity. and everything. Um, Biodiversity is always better and also really interesting seeing the farm because it, it's not like what i would thought of a, as a farm it just looked like a forest right in in a very tight yeah, valley I mean, coffee's up a, like steep the coffee grows hills. like it's a jungle yeah
1: i mean it's we let's talk about shade grown coffee on an episode oh yeah um,
0: for sure so uh, ray took me took me to his farm and showed me around a couple of things and it took me to his processing center and It was interesting seeing the big industrial, like, new machines he'd brought in. Um, At the time, they were dealing with a lot of challenges with uh, climate change, actually, already. Um, That they had some, like, frost issues at some point that they usually didn't have. And the problem that he was saying is that um, you can't tell there's an issue until after you process the coffee and can look at the seeds. So he had, like, a dozen women just with all of the coffee going through bean by bean, checking. And it's just mind-boggling. The amount of like physical labor that goes Most into...
1: coffee goes into that. Yeah. And, like, the cheaper you buy, then the more that they neglect that, and yeah. those flavors end up in the coffee. But right. yeah, I mean, so many hands.
0: But that's, that's where like the, the sort of exponential... Uh, effort comes into play in terms of making higher grade coffee yeah. is because in order to have like the really good tasting coffee, you have to make sure that every single seed yep. is good quality. And it's picked yeah. by
1: quality pickers and then yep. it's sorted by quality sorters. And like, it's absolutely nuts. Right. That's why there's, that's why there's one out of 20 people employed in coffee in the world. Yeah.
0: And actually I think that, um, oh, I'll link to this as well. There's definitely an episode, an early episode where I interviewed Ray and this was in his truck on the way back from his processing center, going cool. back to Mai. Uh I do suddenly remember that, that we did that, and I think I had that on an early Coffee Lovers Radio episode.
1: Well, um, we can throw that up in our in our uh, from the Hopper episode. We can throw okay, up the, yeah, the, we'll do it from the, the Hopper episode.
0: or I'll, I'll link to it. We'll I'll do, do that link later. we will
1: save that for the back burner. Yeah,
0: I'll I'll, I'll link to that August, below for when now. Obviously, the weather's going to be beautiful um, here. Maybe reshare that. There are so many other episodes we can do from the Hopper though. Yep. So. Anyways, that's, um, that's my Thai experience. Uh, the coffee can be really good. The the other challenge that they have, of course, is that the only people who can afford to enjoy specialty coffee right. are expats. Well, right. Probably like <laughs> Bonavita is a lot cheaper in Thailand than it is oh, here. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, in the hot spots where there are enough expats yeah. to support that kind of industry it's it spreading be really good. I mean
1: those places yeah. are growing quickly that's what's cool about coffee is it can
0: grow anywhere because
1: people yeah people do it all the time
0: um, so thank you for listening to my reminiscing S- story of, vault <laughs> we got to come up with a name for that segment from the vault story from our history favorite cups um, and uh, happy birthday to me since you're not going to say it Joseph <laughs> Now I've guilted you into saying it. I hope you
1: have a wonderful day.
0: Oh, thank you. Cheers. Cheers. This
1: has been Joseph. And Jesse. With Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to the show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows, click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff.
0: Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Visit coffeeloversradio.com, say hello, and listen to our after show, The The Third crack.
1: Crack!